Welcome to Canine Hijinks, the podcast for those who want to explore more ways to have fun with their dogs and perhaps discover the wider world of training and dog sports. It may even convert the casual pet owner into a dog sport enthusiast. Join me, Alyssa Looney. And me, Whitney Taylor, as we share our dog training journeys, as well as resources you can use to enhance your life with your canine friends. Welcome to another episode of Canine Hijinks. Whitney and I are here together at an agility handling seminar this weekend. And so we thought we'd take the opportunity to talk about dog training seminars and how to maximize your learning if you choose to attend one. That's right. There's plenty to think about regarding seminars and how to make the most of them so that your time and your money are worthwhile. Let's start with defining what a seminar actually is. A seminar is typically a special event where a group of people get together to learn from a particular instructor or group of instructors. In our sport, agility, they're most often on a weekend. And I'd say there are two types of seminars. There are sport-specific seminars, and then there are those that are more about general dog training. For instance, we are at an agility handling seminar this weekend, so our dogs are already running obstacles, and we're focused more on getting through courses, as opposed to a dog training seminar where you're getting really nerdy about dog training concepts, maybe like marker cues or toy skills, or how to best work with dogs that have big feelings, things like that. So that's what seminars are. Another clarification is that there's often two types of ways to attend a seminar. One is as an auditor, where you attend without your dog to simply learn and watch. The second way to attend is to have a working spot where you and your dog are active participants in the work. Typically, the working spots are going to cost quite a bit more than the auditing spots, but there are more audit spots available than working spots in a given seminar. Exactly. So here are some things to keep in mind if you're thinking about attending a seminar and want to know how best to take advantage of the opportunity. The first questions I like to ask about any given opportunity is, who is the presenter? What is the topic? And does your dog have the appropriate skills for a working spot or would you be better served to audit? And how do you think you can answer those questions? So let's start with the question about the presenter. How does someone know if the presenter is going to be good for them to learn from? So I think there's multiple ways to help with this question. First, ask around to see who has worked with that instructor before and what their experience was like. Second, see if you can find any video of that person and how they handle their dogs. A lot of good agility handlers, for instance, will post their videos online. So you can go find them, do a little bit of Facebook stalking, and (laughs) see if you can see how they run their dogs. And if you're still unsure about how they teach or if they're a good presenter, maybe think about attending as an auditor first. And then if they come back, then you could choose to work with them the next time they're in town. All right, that's great advice. So then let's look at the second question, what the topic is. What is there to think about with that one? Yeah, so let's evaluate whether the seminar is about sports specifics or more about dog training. And this is actually going to answer the last two questions, which is not only the topic, but does my dog have the appropriate skills for that topic? So if the seminar is about sports-specific training, I really want to evaluate whether my dog has the basic skills to participate in it. So can they engage with me in a new place? Do they have the proper foundations for what is being asked? 
Or maybe the seminar is a foundation seminar, so it's appropriate for a young dog. But maybe the topic is a master's handling seminar and they need to be competent on all of the obstacles. I don't want to overface my young dog with something that's too hard. And I don't want to ruin the learning opportunity for the other participants by forcing them to watch a young dog if that's not what they are attending in order to learn. Alternatively, seminars that are dog training related might be appropriate for any level of dog. So it's important to look at what the topic at hand is, evaluate where your dog is at in terms of skills, and if you're unsure, ask the seminar coordinator what level or what required skills you should have in order to have a working spot. And for me, really important is can my dog engage with me in that new location because if you're going to be struggling to just get their attention it's probably not going to be so worth your time you'd probably be better off kind of hanging in the background maybe you can bring your dog but not be a working spot something like that well and not just time right but also money because seminars are typically not cheap they Mm -hmm. are running 150 plus for four hours so Mm -hmm. that's that's a lot of money if you're going to just be trying to get your dog to engage with you. So certainly that is something that I think you'll get more out of like take a private lesson at that facility that can be with kind of anybody and work up to making sure that your dog can engage with you in that location Mm -hmm. before you consider doing something like attending a seminar. And I think also it's really important because if it's a handling seminar and You want to ask questions like, will there be backsides and threadles? Like, what types of skills does my dog need to have? Because it can be really frustrating for you if you're really wanting to work on your handling and you feel like there are things that you need to work on, except you come up against these skills that you don't have. Right. And the really good presenters will kind of help you work through that skill. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's still good learning, but if you're that's not what you were hoping to get out of the seminar, you're still probably going to walk away disappointed. I know that happened to me with Fractal once. I really, really wanted to work on my timing and handling, and I was really excited about the presenter. And all they did was hammer me on the fact that my contacts weren't consistent. Mm-hmm. And it's not that she was wrong. It's just not what I was there for so that's kind of the other pieces like what are the skills the dog needs in order for you to actually handle the dog through those skills so that's super important to think about yeah absolutely all right so we've identified the types of questions to ask yourself about whether you should attend let's switch gears and talk about how to get the most out of the seminar once you've decided to attend basics first what supplies should you bring and we know this will be a long list because it's dog training so there's always a million things to pack (laughs) well first things first don't forget the dog (laughs) okay don't forget the dog it's important it does happen um (laughs) all kidding aside though other things that i typically bring for my dog Uh, a leash a water dish a water jug with plenty of water for our time there especially if it's warm Lots of treats and usually a variety of types of treats. Several types of toys. A crate if I won't be crating out of the car. And then shade cloth and or a way to keep the dog cool. And I shouldn't have to mention it, but I'm going to because this also gets forgotten a lot. Poop bags. Mm, Don't forget those. Mm -hmm. And then for myself, I want to bring plenty of water and food for myself. Especially if I'm going to be far from any restaurants or stores as we often are for dog training. I tend to take lots of snacky things since I, yeah, I don't usually want a huge meal if I'm running a big course. 
Um, if it's cold also, I might want to bring warm liquids. Like right. be prepared with a thermos or something um, for that and lots of blankets yes. <laughs> to wrap yourself in, maybe some hand warmers. It's hot right now, so I'm not thinking so much about cold times. But <laughs> That's a good uh, point. But, but That's okay. prepare for the weather. I think our dog travel episode was like really cold and weird. So if you want more tips about what to bring for traveling with the dog, listen to the dog travel episode. That's right. That's right. We'll have to get the link to that one, and we'll put it in the show notes. Um, bring a chair. Um, maybe your facility has them, but if you don't know, you might pack a chair with you. If I'm outside, I might want to bring my own shade canopy with shade cloth for that. And I want something to take notes with, either paper or digital. And I want a video camera or a phone with video capabilities and a tripod. I think it's super important to record all of your training sessions, but I find that recording seminars is extra important because I don't always retain everything that's said during yep. the day. Because it's usually a lot of information. Well, and a lot of it, the other thing to think about is to record not just your turns, but like the part where the presenter is just talking. Lecturing, yeah. Lecturing, kind of talking through their thought process and how they would approach a course that some of that can be some of the best information in the seminar, but then you don't record it or you're just standing around and you don't have anything to take notes on. So that is something important to think about recording. doesn't have to be a, like a great shot. It might, you might just need some audio there. And I should mention too, a lot of times I do a lot of recording in one day. So you might need your charger uh, or a backup battery mm-hmm. or something like that to make sure you can actually record your, your turns. All right, great. So mostly bring the basics. Now, how do you maximize your learning while you're there? First things first, take notes. Use your notepad, your phone, a tablet, take notes on what you see, and then be sure to review the video that you record (laughs) later, later when you're not tired. Second, Pay attention to the other handlers and the dogs that are running. You learn about your own skills at seminars, but you can learn a lot from what other people are doing. And they may have different challenges than you do, which is great because then you can learn how to work through those. Or maybe they have similar challenges, but they're at a different level. Um, Then you can learn from that. And one of the ways I get a lot of value out of seminars is to be learning from other handlers who are running at or above my skill level. Um, I've actually gotten a little bit particular about what seminars I attend because if the people are at a much lower skill level or their dogs aren't focused, I don't learn as much. Right. Third, don't be afraid to ask questions. It's what the presenter is there for. So take advantage of their knowledge. I promise they won't think you're stupid. Nope. And fourth, have a routine for your dog in between your reps. If you are handling a sequence and then you stop to talk to your presenter, it's easy to either forget to reward your dog or to keep them engaged and they go off sniffing and then they don't want to re-engage. If you can take a moment, put your dog on leash, get them tugging while you're talking or put them in a down, even put them in a crate if you need to, you want to have that time in between your reps to speak in a focused way with your instructor and listen to them without also abandoning your dog. Well, those all seem like very good tips. I know one of the things I like to do is, so I'm more of a paper person. So I have a notebook that is basically the same notebook I always take when I go to seminars. And I have a little 
baggie of um, a bunch of different colors of pens. So I find that that's something with agility in particular, where you're talking about kind of dog's line and handler's line, that if you just have a pencil or a pen, it can get really confusing and messy. And so it's hard for the notes to make sense. That's definitely an advantage if you have an iPad and you're using the Apple Pencil thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's Mm -hmm. something that I really like to do. And then, yes, like... I sort of try to watch everybody in the first turn and then get a sense of like when is going to be the good times to walk my dog? Are there particular teams I really want to make sure that I get a chance to watch? So those are a couple of the things like to sort of maximize my learning and making sure I'm spending my time where I want to spend it. Because I think we attend, Agility is a small community, we attend seminars with friends and you Mm -hmm. can sort of just get to chatting and then um, you're not really getting as much out of the seminar as if you were like really engaging with the presenter. Yeah. And I think um, I also, that's a good point about kind of how you take your notes. I also tend to store all of my videos. I created a Facebook group that is just for myself on Facebook and I store all of my videos there with some titles and notes and things like that so that if I ever want to reference back to them I've still got those videos but I'm not having to store it on my phone um, because usually I mean if it's a four-hour session I might have 25 or 30 minutes worth of film yeah Um, so it can be quite a lot of memory that I'm trying to keep and so I think the other thing too then is to have some clear goals and I think this is the hardest part about seminars because if you're not gonna know what the course is going to contain before you get there it makes it really hard to have really specific goals but that I, having some idea of what you want to get out of it so that you can focus more specifically on that and that maybe that is something where you can say to the presenter like hey my dog doesn't have this skill I'm really here to work on my handling what else could we do they're pre- usually pretty creative people and can you know find a way to modify a sequence for you so that you're getting out of it what you want mm-hmm. and if you do you're like wow I didn't know that that was a hole I'm not sure how to train that Maybe you're going to be perfectly okay with spending your turn working on getting started on a particular skill or or working through a hole. So just be really mindful about what your goals are. Ideally, like write them down. And so then, because there can be so much information, try to focus your notes on the things that you're really hoping to get out of it. So if you don't have problems with backsides and they're talking a lot, a lot about backsides, you might not take very many notes on Mm -hmm. that because that's not what you're there for. You already, that's something you feel good about training. So that's something else to think about because, you know, your hand can get tired even if you're taking (laughs) digital notes. So, and there's just only so much time and stuff keeps happening so quickly. So try to have some goals and focus on that for your note taking and for what you're asking um, the presenter and getting from the presenter. I think the other important thing about seminars is if you get a couple of light bulb moments from a seminar, to me that is a success. Right. If I am able to learn a particular learn or expand on a particular skill or maybe and this is why I like seminars quite a bit is sometimes a presenter will say something in a different way that your current instructor has already been telling you (laughs) and but it didn't resonate and now this new person says it or presents it in a different way and all of a sudden you go oh I get it and if I get a moment like that I am always 
thrilled. So I think it can be really important to reflect on what did I get out of that seminar after the seminar? Mm -hmm. What did I learn? And that will also help guide you as you move forward to decide, do I want to go back to that person? Right. Or maybe there wasn't quite enough value there so that you can use that as a gauge for next time. Yeah. And I think something else that I tend to look for, so I don't do very many seminars. They're not my favorite thing. And for me, one of the things is like, I like the consistency of having a single trainer who's going to tell, you know, always sort of give the same advice as opposed to saying like, well, why are you doing the, you know, why are you doing a rear cross there? I think that you need to do a blind cross there. And you're like, oh, that, you know, maybe you do need that push. But at the same time, if you feel like you're getting contradictory information, that can be a lot to sort through Mm -hmm. as a novice handler. So that is something else that I like to really be aware of is like, what are is the type of thing that this person trains on? What am I getting out of this that I'm not getting out of my regular class? So I tend to go to seminars more for some of the specific skill-based stuff where there might be an approach that is different than what my regular trainer teaches. Or maybe it's something that they're not very good at training. Mm-hmm. And, and we've talked about that. And so I can go to this and maybe even bring back some information so that I know I'm sort of filling a hole instead of getting competing information where then I'm going to butt heads with my trainer the next week in class because I'm trying this new thing and they're like, what are you doing? So I think that's the other thing that can be important to think through and just at least have some awareness of so that you're not caught off guard by it or you don't get super frustrated by it. Well, and that said, knowing your values, I think, can be really important because you would hate to go to a seminar and then have a presenter that either doesn't treat your dog well or that isn't nice to you or whatever. Like, yep. protect yourself and protect your dog. If you don't like if how things are going and it doesn't feel right, walk away. It's not yep. worth the money and it's not worth your time if, if that's the case. Now, I haven't had that happen to myself um, before, but certainly you hear about it. I didn't like mm-hmm. their approach. I didn't like what it did to my dog. Um, you might need to advocate for shorter turns for your dog. You might need to advocate for fewer reps for your dog. Um, keep those things in mind and don't be afraid to advocate for yourself at these seminars. Um, as long as you're being respectful to the other people yep. who are there and not say, um, taking all of the time or being really disruptive or something like that, advocate for yourself Yep, and for your dog. So I think that's a lot. That's sort of what we have to offer as far as um, seminar tips. Obviously, we are limited on time and money, so it's really important to be thoughtful about where you are placing both of those things. So hopefully you find some great seminars and, and come away with some of those light bulb moments, and then otherwise you get to stay home and focus on training the things that you need to train. And either way, go out and have some fun with your dog. That's right. We'd love to hear from you about any other tips and tricks you might have to maximize your seminar experience. So drop us a line on Facebook or Instagram and tell us about those. So that's all for today's episode. Don't forget to rate, share, and subscribe to our podcast so you can join us for our next episode. In the meantime, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube or by visiting our website at www.caninehijinks.com. Thanks for joining us. Make sure to go out and have some fun with your dogs. Talk to you next time.